0: Two, one, and welcome back to episode 38, our first mini-sode of Chatty Rungas, brought to you by Rooted Rose Recreation and Wellness. I'm Dominic, with me here is my beautiful baby Erica, and we are about to bring you a little, uh, what would you say?
1: A hiking special.
0: A hiking special. And this is really because we are leading a hike next Saturday, January 14th. 14th, Starting at 9 a.m.
1: Yes, meeting at the Trailhead at 8.30 at Lonesome Lake Trailhead. We are heading up to the Notchy Notch.
0: We are heading up to the Notch. I went and scoped it out today, had a beautiful time, and we are going to give you a... Crash Bang Boom Course 101 Hiking Essentials Guide to Lonesome Lake Winter Hiking 2023
1: this is also a great episode for anyone who is interested in starting to hike on their own in the winter time wanting to do more than just your average walk but maybe be out for a couple hours we are also releasing a blog post this evening that goes along with this episode if you want to go ahead and read about this rather than listen in i want to thank everybody so much for being here Dominic and I are the founders of Rooted Rose Recreation and Wellness. A lot of our people in the community know we have all of these things going on, but for some of you who may not know us as personally, it can sometimes get confusing. So Dominic and I own Rooted Rose Recreation and Wellness. This is our podcast, Chatty Rungas, and we will continue to use this platform as an opportunity to share education, to help prepare our clients who come hiking and retreating with us. With all the necessary info to keep you safe, supported, and inspired to keep growing your relationship if, and to adventure. And even if you don't
0: come with us, you're welcome to use this please, podcast please. as a guide to be safe in the outdoors. Yes, and because please. The, the outdoors is fun.
1: It is fun. It's and magical. We all deserve to explore outside on a daily basis. And we all deserve to take calculated risk, which means to go outside your comfort zone, but know your limits, right? And that is why Rooted Rose was born, to provide opportunities for people to experience this calculated risk and to grow outside of what they thought their life was supposed to be like. You know, we're here for the connection and you have to to get out of your comfort zone to get that.
0: A wise man once said, do dangerous things carefully.
1: I love that, baby. So,
0: don't know who it was.
1: Well, that's good. Maybe it was like Evil Knievel or something like that. Let's look it up. Okay. Well, while you look it up, I am just going to let our listeners in on a little bit of our backgrounds and why we are qualified, or no offense, babe. I love you. You're a great guy.
0: I had a major imposter syndrome today. We can talk about it later.
1: Okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, but why I am, as your CEO of Rooted Rose, you know, qualified to share this kind of information with a group and it can be trusted. Yeah, you're CEO,
0: I'm operations manager.
1: Yes, we love our roles so much, they're always changing. But for those of you who don't know, my background is in adventure education. I studied it and received my Bachelor's of Science from Plymouth State in 2019. And following that, I was a guide for the Appalachian Mountain Club and a wilderness therapy guide for True North Wilderness. I've also guided out in Colorado Um, And we've taken groups all over the East Coast now. My background came from just being someone who fell in love with nature as a way to help heal her hurt, kind of sadness. I didn't grow up hiking. I didn't have a pair of little baby hiking boots. We used to go up to the White Mountains as a family, but my dad was the one who spent his time out in the winter, you know, getting cold, taking the risk and...
0: Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling,
1: yeah. So that was kind of the majority of the outdoor adventure that my family...
0: Did he hike too or just... just My
1: dad got into hiking actually when I got into hiking shortly before he passed away. Unfortunately, we never hiked a mountain together, but every mountain I hike now is absolutely for him. And so as I was saying, we did not grow up as a hiking family. Everything I learned was through my time at Plymouth State and on my own adventures. So for those of you who want to learn more about adventure education, you could even just check out their site um, about the major and you'll see that I learned to not only acquire my wilderness first responder, but guide people safely, host events, stay overnight for up to two weeks out there, you know, carrying everything I needed on my back and, you know, anything I needed to take care of my group. I learned to basically cook outdoors and From the ground up, I really rose to know all of this knowledge, and this is one of my favorite things to share about because I actually got hypothermia on my first backpacking trip back in 2016. I was unprepared and went with a couple people who, you know, when we went over our gear, they didn't... They didn't think there was anything wrong with my gear. But, you know, a Columbia non-waterproof jacket is something you never want to wear when you're hiking in the presidential range of New Hampshire um, on Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day.
0: Surprise.
1: So um, that was a really terrifying experience. I was only in my first couple weeks of my adventure ed major, really was just going through the basics of like ropes course and team building before we got into the gear and the layers and the hiking and So I went up, was completely unprepared, got so soaked that my lips turned blue um, at the top of Mount Washington and was hypothermic. And thank God I survived that and can now be here to let you all know about the 10 hiking essentials. So here we go. Thanks, baby, for being here.
0: Wow, what what a great intro.
1: Thank you. So we're gonna start with the number one. Map and compass, everybody. Your map and compass is so important because that is how you're going to navigate your way if you ever got lost off the trail. Anything you want to say about map and compass, my love?
0: Um, i just like to say that I have a love of maps and I just like the way that they fold up on themselves. And my grandfather used to teach me how to follow, follow the folds of a map or really any kind of pamphlet that you're trying to you know, fold up. And I distinctly remember him telling me that when I was about five years old. And I just like the way that, I love that. Um, you can get lost in a good map, a bunch of uh, a well put together map with a bunch of different um, trails and mountains. I have a I have a fond White Mountains map from 2016.
1: And that's why you and I are a really good team because I really
0: started hiking.
1: I honestly struggle with maps like I really have to study a map and I have to study the landscape and to just feel confident I think it's it's a lack of confidence that I had growing up that transferred over when I was studying in school I kind of always struggled to feel like I wasn't good enough clinically in the field Um, but it's really nice to just teach ourselves and practice. And we will be doing that with our Rooted Rose team. And you can also carry a GPS on you as well. That's a great option if you're not really too comfortable with um, compass navigation.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I use my phone as a compass. I've never carried an actual compass on me while hiking.
1: And that's the difference between you and I. I had to literally... Compass and navigate my way through my degree to be able to have, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you know.
1: I didn't mean to like giggle like that. Like, I, oh my god! No, I just. <laughs> I, like this guy. I still struggle with this guy's never and carried a compass. This guy's never carried a compass. i have never carried a real
0: compass in my life. I'm looking, st- looking forward to start um getting into it. Like I said, imposter, imposter syndrome because I am a maybe real imposter.
1: Interesting, babe. Well, the truth is, before we continue on to the second hiking essential, you're not an imposter. I chose to really trust you to start this company with me because you have a love for nature. You're fit. You care about people. You're smart. And there are so many guides out there who didn't study adventure ed. They didn't go to college the way I did.
0: You're making my heart melt, babe, but I'll just tell you right now. I was going to get into it later, but... I was just going to say that it's important to feel imposter syndrome because then that way you don't end up being an actual imposter. So I don't th- I don't really think that I'm an imposter, but thank you so much for saying those warm things.
1: Well, you're so welcome. And I just want to finish my thought, which is there's so many guides that I have met that they did not study what I studied at school. They had a love for nature. They have a great drive, a great discipline, and they're willing to help others and and help other like literally reach peaks in their life. And that's who you are as a person, which is why even though you've never carried a compass and it's kind of embarrassing, um, you're perfect for this. Thanks so much, babe. I love you. (laughs) Our second hiking essential, the most important appropriate footwear, my friends. So appropriate,
0: fun, good time on the mountain.
1: (laughs) Appropriate really meaning waterproof. So this is a waterproof hiking boot shoe or sandal. Now, I understand that some people like to have their toes out in the open. That's me. Teves. Tevas are a great brand. If you want to try out a hiking sandal, if you don't want your feet, you know, crunched together in a boot, Tell Shoes. him what you said to Dr. Troy. What did I tell him?
0: He said, these are hiking sandals. He told you not to be wearing He told me not sandals. to wear sandals. I
1: said, these are hiking sandals. <laughs> He's such a dick. That's the guy. Oh. I'm trying to stay professional here, but that's the guy who no, was.
0: I'm trying to tell you that professional is all fun and good, but people want to hear you know a little <laughs> bit, a little bit of us. They want to hear us, you know, add a little bit of spice into the, the spice area. is always talk here. About the orthopedic,
1: we're talking about my orthopedic yeah. who didn't believe me when i knew that i tore my ligaments okay but we're still hiking so everything's fine
0: i will say lonesome lake the lower part definitely some muddy mucky sections some places where you could potentially fall in foot first into about four inches of water that's going to ruin your day if you don't have a waterproof boot
1: thank you baby for the real life experience for sharing that with everybody i love that you were there today Another important You'll see it in the real tomorrow, by the way, all mm-hmm. conditions. Another thing that's super important about appropriate footwear is making sure that you are tying your shoes properly. Now, if you have to keep stopping on the trail to tie your shoes, not only will that frustrate your group, but that will frustrate you and your confidence will start to go down. I want to admit to the community that the other day, Dominic taught me how to properly tie my shoes at the age of 25 years old because I had been doing bunny ears my entire life.
0: Which is a way to tie your shoes.
1: And I was the person in the back who was constantly getting pissed about tying my gosh darn shoes
0: so all right don't be like arrogant. so it's
1: never too late to grow up everybody and now number you know three. To
0: correctly tie your shoes yeah i'm let's, having so let's much fun pause on number two and talk a little bit about socks what kind of socks are we going to be wearing as a footwear option especially hiking up in elevation we're going to want two layers of socks now you can say layers you can say layers some people say Les Mary B on British baking show used to say that. It depends on how you want to enunciate, but the important part is you might want a couple pairs of socks on during the hike. You might want to bring another pair of socks for after the hike. And now you're shaking your head and squinting your eyes and and making. I would never faces wear two
1: pairs of shoes while I'm two pairs of socks while I'm. Well, that's where
0: game. you and I differ.
1: I love this because, because everybody will be really different and, and you, you'll be wearing a different shoe.
0: And I'll tell you my reasoning for wearing two layers of socks. The first layer is a very thin smart wool, um, almost like a, you know how you would wear a base layer for your top? You'd wear a base layer for your sock. The no, the second layer of sock is a thick ski wool sock. They are um, Cabot and Son brand. They're the, my favorite socks in the whole world. I have a bunch of pairs of them I swear by them I love them so that is how I roll in the sock game you can also look into the five finger socks the toe socks if you want to set your feet free and if you want to learn more about feet freedom please talk to me I will hook you up with some toe spreaders and we can do all kinds of things with the feet now I understand that you're shaking your head and I want to get back to number three, which is water, the most important one.
1: (laughs) I love you. We have to do a feed episode. Um, so yes, water and most importantly, you need to have extra water. Don't you ever set out on on a hike with eight or 16 ounces? You need double that at least.
0: Minimum of 32 ounces. A
1: minimum of 32 ounces. It's so important to make sure that you have plenty of water because even when you don't think you need it, you need it. All right. So take this as a reminder to take water breaks on your hike. Next, number four, well, we have...
0: Can I just pause before we go on to number four and just say something about peeing while you're hiking? The, the real best way to check your hydration levels is to check the color and quantity this of your This is absolutely true. Pee. Please be
1: mindful when you're using the bathroom in the outdoors because it will tell you yep. about the state that your body is in.
0: And we need it clear and copious.
1: That's right. Number four, food. You want to make sure you have extra food. Even if you don't usually eat a lot, you have to have extra snacks, anything that could really boost your energy if you find yourself in a pinch or like you're feeling like you're losing energy fast. Specifically, like when I was hypothermic, the most important thing for me was to have sugar, and warm drinks. So make sure you do pack things with sugar and salt and high in calories, right? So none of these like fake little chips. I mean, if you want a crunch in your sandwich, like bring the chips, but you have to make sure that you have things that are high in nutrients that are going to revive you at any time. Right, So whether it's an emergency or you're just so hungry after you made it to the peak or you've been hiking for 35 minutes and you need a break, listen to your body and carry that extra food. Do not sleep on nourishment.
0: Fuel up. Speaking of hot drinks, I think we bring one thermos full of chai. We're bringing one chai. One thermos full of cacao. cacao.
1: And then we're going to do cacao chai. Cacao, mm, that's going to be the Ruder Signature Latte. Ruder Latte. Sexy I know okay number five rain gear waterproof wicking outer layer so rain gear is not only on the top rain jackets are important but rain gear on the bottom it might be something you've never heard of so rain pants are very important there's really two different kinds of styles of preparing for this you could have a shell layer that is heavier for the winter and more of a mountaineering kind of weather, or just your classic rain gear, which is a lighter, um, usually nylon and water-resistant material.
0: Okay. Let's go back to that for a second, because you said that a shell... You said so, shells are so
1: some people can right? purchase like a pair of Columbia. I've seen people say, oh, here are my rain pants. But they're a very thin layer for, you know, hiking in the desert or like not super intense snowy environments. So when you're hiking in the White Mountains, you might have rain pants for the summer that you can be protected through a thunderstorm. And then you might have a heavier shell layer for your winter hiking so you can slide down on your booty and, you know, have your yes. have your leggings or your second layer of pants still safe. Um, just a rain pant would get you wet. Does that make sense? So you can't really, if you're doing winter hiking, the shell. Make
0: sure shell it says 100% waterproof. Whatever you're buying, yes. just make sure it says 100% waterproof. Yes, it's, it's really up a, to you. It's on a standard rain jacket. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a updated, upgraded, and ready to roll shell. Yes. So I got a shell today. Can I tell you about my shell experience?
1: You can save that for the next Chatty Rungas episode. I think that would be perfect. We are going to move on to, to fire four, starting. I
0: went to four different Lahoots to find the shell.
1: For those of you who don't know, there are four Lahoots on one strip in Lincoln, New Hampshire. Very confusing. And Domini, Domini, Domi had a fun time there getting us some matching gear. He got me new boots today. And we love him so much. On to number six. Fire starting equipment. babe did you carry any fire starting equipment with you today it's okay if you didn't
0: i did not carry any fire starting equipment with me today
1: that is okay that is okay because dominic is an experienced hiker he has been on that trail more than i would say like a handful of times you've done that trail many many a time five times you had all your winter hiking essentials you knew we were in constant contact I, I totally get why you didn't have your fire starting equipment today. You didn't have a group. I get it. Should you have had it? Probably. How could you get it? There's a couple options here. You could always purchase an emergency kit, which is usually the size of an, uh, like a regular novel that you would like just pick up, like a book. And there could be an emergency blanket in there, a whistle, fire starting kit, a little bit of what my professor would call jute, which is just kind of like... Um, yarn that you tear apart, and then you would get birch from the woods, and then you'd light that on fire, you know, in a in a small hole in the ground. So there's that kind of option to have a kit for fire starting, or you could really have your basics. Um, you could make sure you have a lighter, matches, waterproof matches is key, and, and to windproof. know and windproof. And um, You, if you don't know how to start a fire, we will be teaching you this spring. So get excited. Um, Number seven, we're still kind of going on this theme of heat and light. Number seven is headlamp or lantern or anything that is going to help guide you through the night. Headlamp is key. If you really want to be like in the 1800s using a lantern, you're never going to make it down the mountain. You're going to fall. You're going to break it. It's it's not good. Do people use
0: lanterns still? Lanterns
1: are great for camping. They are definitely in the outdoor industry. Um... I'm just like being silly. No. You, no one would ever actually use a lantern beam.
0: Headlamp. I do not know if there was like a old school AMC. I know they use those old packs still to they know, do. bring things up. They do. They use There's old probably headphones. something that they use similar to an angler fish where they I was just put that. a lantern out in front for like old school hiking. So I didn't know if any of them still did that for like, just to be like hiking hipsters.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, Um, so number eight kind of goes into the fire starting deal that I was speaking about, you know, an emergency kit. uh, This would be your first aid kit. So you could carry one with both. You could carry two separate kits. Just make sure you have the basics in first aid when you're going hiking. So that would be anything to clean wounds, cover wounds, tie up any sprain. So basic. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Most of most people wouldn't know how to do a tourniquet in the wilderness unless you took a wilderness first responder program or a wilderness first aid. But most people, as long as you carry the basics of first aid, you will be good to go. Number nine. Actually, before we move on to number nine... Dominic and I always do this. When we buy a first aid kit or before we go on a hike, we check what is in the first aid kit. Maybe we used some band-aids last time. Maybe we used some medicine the time before that. You always want to make sure that you are stocked up on your first aid.
0: Yeah, don't just grab a first aid kit and 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 assume that everything's in there. Look in it and and make sure you've got everything you need.
1: Yeah, and don't be afraid to buy more to put in your kit, right? If there are certain things that you're worried about, get the gear and get yourself comfortable. Number nine, sun protection. So there's multiple things that fall under this category. I'm talking a lot. So baby, what kind of things are in the sun protection category? I'm glad
0: you asked The only sun protection that is safe for human use (laughs) is light clothing and hats and sunglasses. But even that's debatable because your eyes are not perceiving the actual intensity of the sun, which is then not letting your skin adjust to that level of heat. So wear your sunglasses. I'm not saying don't wear sunglasses. I'm just saying there are... Other, there are other perspectives on it. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Let's just say that sunscreen might not be good for you.
1: We definitely stand by that. And as we continue to grow as a company, we get into more homesteading and sharing just, recipes yeah. and sharing our lifestyle. We will talk to you about how we are trying to live more into the natural world and less with toxicity and the things that keep us away from receiving the natural goodness on Mother Earth being able to be a part of it and not shutting ourselves out of it like letting our feet be free that's why i hike in sandals there's so many so many that's things right. um, that we could share along the way now like dominic said a hat is super important if you can have a hat with you at all times even it's one of the most simple things you can shove into your pack um, lightweight clothing so you can just be on the top of the mountain for as long as you want on the summit without burning your skin. And if you choose to have sun protection or you make your own sun protection, there's, you know, I graduated my herbalism program. There's myths of being able to make some. There's so many options. So sun protection, always have it. Number nine. And Number 10 is a whistle. So that's why when you go onto our blog, you'll see that I had the emergency kit recommended. This will also be in your kit if you choose to buy one. But the whistle is if you get lost, if you fall, if you are concerned after you went pee and then you think your friends left you. It's so good to just have something to – this is going to sound so weird, but – blow into when you're scared like you you need to use your energy to help yourself be found Um, and you might not want to be shouting and wasting your voice and hurting your vocal cords
0: yeah the only time whistles air horns any of that stuff isn't fun is when you're in an office trailer single wide and someone takes the blow horn air horn that you use for you know like signaling to cranes or things that we used to have like that at work on the job site, and they'll come, you know, right into your office and just boop, light that thing off right there. Yes. Not good.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's pretty different from a whistle. I think we that's should a start, horn.
0: I think we should start bringing air horns with us.
1: We're never, ever, ever, ever bringing an air horn. We're gonna bring. Remember whistles. we had the DJ
0: horn button. I. It's the only button that doesn't work.
1: But that's we need so to get weird. That back. So. With this whistle comment, I do want to share that this could also be any means of survival when it comes to, like, making sure you have, like, a phone or an in-reach phone, which is a phone that doesn't need service. It actually just runs from satellite. So having anything to help yourself survive in a lost situation is really number ten. Whistle, anything that you think
0: would help you. We're actually going to be purchasing one of those sat phones before uh, next weekend so we can...
1: Yes, we definitely already have known that we need those. Baby, we've got them. All right, so now we're going to move on to the Winter Hiking Essentials, which was really the whole purpose of this episode. So we are going to go through it now.
0: So the, the first nine, ten that we just went through, right, the 10 essentials are just for any hike, day hike, going up into the mountains. Now we're gonna start getting into this winter specific list. These next items are going to allow for a safe and beautiful time in the mountains. Don't let yourself think for one minute that you only need the 10 essentials for every hike. As we start to get into these winter months, especially with the amount of ice, and added dangers, like Erica said, of hypothermia, we're going to need to add these things to your list.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) Number one, traction for your feet. Micro spikes are so important.
0: Insulated boots.
1: Insulated boots are at the top of this list, but I think number one most important is traction for your feet. But when I'm writing them down, I'm obviously going to put boots before the traction.
0: Let's start at the ground up.
1: Start at the ground up, so. <laughs> so micro spikes are basically a headband for your feet with spikes on the bottom.
0: Uh, it's, like a gummy, it's like a gummy bear that doesn't break.
1: It is also like a gummy bear that doesn't break, so it can stretch over most shoe sizes, most boots, or There hiking. are different
0: sizes, small, medium, large. We have them all and for rent with any of your winter hikes that you can book on rootedrose.org right now.
1: Absolutely. So traction for your feet to protect you from ice, from any kind of slipping. And it really just gives you the sense of confidence that you would not have if you did not have some kind of support on your feet. None of you would be going winter hiking if you didn't have micro spikes. So just know you're never going to be able to get up the mountain without the micro spikes.
0: It's impossible, if not deadly, to do so.
1: Incredibly. Okay, so this could also really save you from slipping when you're at the top kind of having lunch a snack taking in the view and we are going to be really really stressing the importance of safety on the summit this season because unfortunately they have lost we have lost the most lives in the White Mountains this year than ever recorded, right? So more people are getting outside more people are exploring and we cannot
0: very dangerous.
1: We cannot think that we're going to go outside and not teach you guys what needs to be done.
0: So this lonesome lake hike that we have coming up on Saturday is a clinic for microspikes. Like I said, it's a little muddy and mucky at the bottom. When you get about halfway up, about a mile into the hike, is when you need to put the microspikes on because it gets very icy um, as you go up in elevation. So will use microspikes, like I said, we will make sure that everybody has the proper size, has them on correctly, so that the chains are not loose on the bottom. You can definitely put microspikes on uh, maybe a non-ideal or um, non-optimal way, let's say, that could lead to slipping. If the chains on the bottom are loose or not... um, just intact and, and ready for some serious traction and, and different torque and some pressure that you're going to put on them, you can definitely still go down. And even with micro spikes, if you get into slushy areas, those spikes are going to dig into the slush and you might still slip on that. So every step that you take when you get up into elevation, especially with um, iciness, is going to be um in your... It's going to be have to be at the forefront of your mind in the i love moment. you
1: so much that's Jay okay babe is walking in. what's up yes, our best friend just walked into the room How are you? she is such a queen hiking queen come say hi jackie lee
0: hi jackie hi everyone rude rose is amazing oh, Yay! <laughs> we love
1: her so much we love her she's our fruit salad queen all oh, right oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> i got some pineapple i did a pineapple grape mix today on the, on the hike
1: that's delicious baby it was a- so no, we're gonna so... we're gonna keep it going um working from the ground up so We had the micro spikes for your feet, insulated boots. So not only do we have waterproof boots, but we have insulated boots that are going to really keep you cozy. One
0: or two layers of socks.
1: One or two layers of socks. And after that, we've got your gaiters. So gaiters are maybe something you've never heard of. Feel free to look them up if you're listening in right now. Basically, it is a sleeve from your shin area down and around your boot that is protecting your pant leg from, you know, Getting a little avalanche. You're taking your you're taking care of yourself. You're exactly. trying to hide that mud and the ice from getting into your shoes because in winter hiking there is going to be that muddy beginning often, right? Especially with the warm winters we're having. So you want to make sure that you're not. Some people are like sensory, like oh, don't get that dirt on my on my ankle or like near my. W- these gators have your back. You can also use gators yeah. you know, in the summertime if you if you really wanted to.
0: I use them in the summertime. It's a, it's definitely a summertime gator. These winter ones um, that I used today went from right underneath the kneecap all the way down um, around the boot. So they were very uh, perfect for for you know today's weather situation. Yeah, you were and, ready, baby. Um, it was beautiful. Like I said, use the spikes, use the gators. It was great. Gloves is number four.
1: Yes, gloves and hats. These have the same rule. Please carry a lightweight and heavyweight option. This at is at least a, two. At least two. You could even have three. I often have three. Sometimes I even have like an extra thick headband that I'll wear on my neck. No um, cotton. You can always have a neck warmer. Yes. And the number one rule is, is just a neck no. Neck warmer is
0: also called a gator, is it not?
1: Um, they're called gator, They're called a buff. They're called all kinds of things. Balaclava. So a lightweight and a heavyweight option for the reason that due to elevation, the elements changing and your body temperature shifting over time, you may need to protect your head and your hands at different levels of intensity. I don't really know how to best word that, babe, if you could help me out. I thought that was pretty good.
0: So I thought that you said some good words there. But then and I lost it. I just wanna get a little bit more into it. Your head and your hands are going to be the best ways to heat yourself up and cool yourself down. The skin on the top of your head, the skin on the back of your neck, is the uh, it's a different type of skin and forgive me i do not know the medical terminology but all you need to know is if you want to cool down take your gloves off you're going to cool down a lot faster take your hat off if you want to heat up cover those puppies up and get moving and your blood is going to get flowing you're going to get right where you need to be temperature wise you're going to have to be pretty much modulating modifying your layer hat glove situation all day long to get it where you like it and where you need to be dial it in yes and baby. get it going so
1: you just mentioned the layers could you just talk about the layers for a second we need a base layer we need a mid layer and then as always that waterproof layer could you just talk about some of like your favorite ways to layer up for these hikes so people have an idea
0: i'm glad you asked yeah some of my favorite ways to layer up i always already mentioned the socks that's a couple layers for me The next layer is my um, long underwear, which is, I usually like to use an Under Armour or have a wool pair of long underwear. Yes, I
1: prefer wool. On
0: top of that, I wear, um, like today I wore just Lululemon pants, honestly. I wore um, any kind of, you know, I didn't have that shell pant like I like, but that would be the next layer on top Mm -hmm. of that.
1: I'm asking you for your favorites like what are some like do you like to do a long sleeve and then a short sleeve on top like So you want what, top
0: layers. Okay, here we go with the top layers. Yes,
1: what kind of I like quality do, clothing is it? Wool, is it wicking like nylon? This is a poly
0: mountain hardware spandex type of um, base layer that I use. On top of that, I'll usually do another quarter zip Under Armour style, a little looser. On top of that, I will typically do, like today I did my black diamond zip up, very warm hoodie. And then on top of that, I did my shell. So today, leaving the parking lot, I had one, two, three, four layers on. And as I started to go up, I would take off the outer two. At one point I got down to just this. I would take my hat, adjust my ears, all things like that. So that's how I like to rock the layers.
1: Yes, and and it's kind of different depending on season. In in the summer and spring hiking, you'd rather start a little bit colder because you're going to warm up very quick with, with the incline, especially out here in the White Mountains. Now in the winter you want to start warmer because you can always de layer. That's almost common sense, but to someone like me who didn't have a background in hiking, it was not common sense. So don't be afraid to ever ever ask for a break to de layer or add some more layers. You never know what the group is feeling, so you speaking up for yourself could, you know, help save somebody Um, or give somebody that, that breathing break they need
0: too. 100%. If you feel yourself starting to get warm, you feel that sweat starting to drip down your back, cool down, take a break. You just sitting there and standing there, and I'll say this during lunch when we go up next week, You have to really layer up when we stop for lunch. You're going to really cool down fast when you stop moving. So anytime you stop moving on the trail, especially when it's freezing temps up in the whites, layer up. Put that extra hat on maybe. Put the really warm pair of gloves on and make sure that you even maybe stay moving. You can march in place. You can throw a couple jumping jacks together. Do a little dance, a little jig make sure that you are not constantly aware because I don't want it to be the only thing that you're thinking about all day, but make sure that you are very periodically checking in on your temperature situation. Beautiful. Open up those vents if you have to. So
1: (laughs) just to be clear, we're speaking to always having a base layer, which could be a long sleeve shirt of synthetic material or maybe even like a smart wool material, a little bit of a mix of nylon and wool. No cotton. Um, a mid layer would be maybe like a vest or an extra shirt, an extra layer.
0: I'm not a vest guy.
1: I'm a vest kind of girl. I think I don't know why. I love I love my vest because I can always undo it and it feels like that extra layer where I can get that freedom. Mm um because I, I don't it? like to double should i get
0: into vests
1: i like my wool patagonia vest i wear it all the time and then of course this is the last winter hiking essential before we leave you this is your spare clothing we've talked about it time and time and again but it's that important that we're saying it one more time and it's at the bottom of the list socks shirts base layers. You do not need to carry extra rain jackets, extra rain pants, but it's the inside that counts. You need to make sure that you can change whatever might get wet from your sweat um, to keep you from becoming hypothermic, to keep you from discomfort, which could, you know, ruin your performance on the mountain, which could ruin the whole experience, right? Your performance and your comfortability go hand in hand. So you need to make sure that you have anything that you could switch out to make your experience better if you start to get uncomfortable. Um,
0: Expect the unexpected.
1: Expect the unexpected. When we are working outside, nothing will ever go according to plan, and Mother Nature is unforgiving. So we have to go out there respecting her and respecting ourselves. And that was really the purpose of this episode. Um, And we will quickly leave you with the seven Leave No Trace principles, and we will come back for the next mini-sode um to dive deeper more and more into these baby you hit us with the first one leave no trace everybody
0: plan ahead and prepare
1: number two travel and camp on durable surfaces stay on trail
0: number three dispose of waste properly
1: pack it in pack it out everybody number four leave what you find take pictures i mean yeah take mm. pictures yeah that's it take
0: only pictures leave only memories. yeah
1: take only pictures leave only memories there it is thanks babe Number five.
0: Number five, minimize campfire impacts.
1: Only ever have a fire where it is legal in the forest. Number six is respect wildlife. So leave them alone. Please do not feed them. Like, once again, take only pictures, leave only memories. And <sighs> Dommy with the number seven.
0: Be considerate of other visitors, please do not blast that Bluetooth speaker on the trail. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, and please try to learn that hiking etiquette. Make sure that those who are hiking up have the right Um, have the right to step away because those going downhill have the right of way because to kill the momentum of going downhill is a lot more dangerous than to stop the momentum of those coming uphill. So next time you're hiking, try to step off for those who are coming down. It's going to make it easier and safer for everybody. This was really fun. Wow,
0: I feel like we did a really good job. I'm
1: really proud of this because, you know, chatty rungas, sometimes we're just like letting other people talk or, you know, honestly, I might be a little too stoned for the episode to bring my best self out there. Um, we just got into and, a huge fight. But today was we, great. This was perfect. And this is, you know, everything I li- I'm living for. Like I said, my hypothermia really changed my life and made this – I was always the one to raise their hand when they had to talk about layers in class. Like if there was a presentation, I was always trying to hop on this because it's the most important thing in the world. We deserve to be out there. We deserve to feel comfortable. And even though you might have the right gear, you guys, Please remember that not every hike is about reaching the top. It is really about the experience and the weather is going to teach you that more than your ego. So please do not force it just because you want to bag a peak or you think you have the right gear so you can do it. If your body is telling you no, it's no and come down. Um, That's a number one.
0: And a successful hike is a safe return to the trailhead.
1: That's right, everybody. And that's how we're going to leave you. That's a good one. All right. We love you. Check out our new blog post where you can find all of this information written down so you can come back to it or share it with friends. Thank
0: you. I'm glad you brought that up, baby. You can find all of this info and more at RootedRose.org. That's where you can find everything Rooted Rose coming up. We have the Lonesome Lake Hike on Saturday and three more winter events after that hopefully if we get some snow and some goddamn cold around here we'll do some winter events here and if the ice skating rink in my backyard could get used that would be wonderful thank you very much mother nature I would love some winter coldness but we're gonna get it. I'm just being I think I'm just being salty because my ice rink is melted right now with these warm winter temps and I'm not liking it but it's okay because we're going to Lonesome lake next Saturday and it's gonna be a great time we're bringing lunch we're bringing meats we're bringing cheeses we're bringing soups we're bringing chai we're bringing cacao what else are we bringing
1: a damn good time
0: that's right (laughs)
1: okay we love you all um five spots left stay tuned for our newsletter uh if you're listening in and you've never received our newsletter and you would like to feel free to sign up on our contact page on the website or reach out to us personally at hello rooted rose.org we've got a lot of exciting things coming we'll be launching some overnight retreats and outdoor skills clinical clinics soon. And so just find us on Instagram. Stay tuned. Rose Recreation <laughs>
0: at Chatty Rungas at Erica Dot at La Rosa Yoga. Find us at Unity Hot Yoga. Find us on the road going out west. Find us everywhere. We are coming. We are going. We are working. We are moving. We are grooving. We're all over the place, and we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you for your love of the outdoors and your willingness to share peace out
1: love y'all thank you so much
0: can't forget the claps